for you. As you keep giving uh, and uh, uh, offering plates continue to pass, uh, one of the things that we do as a church is we also memorize Scripture each week. And we have been on this journey memorizing Scripture, and uh, not only adults, but children as well. And I've asked the children, uh, any of the children, to come help me with last week's memory verse. So if you are one of the children that, that ha- ha- has memorized Scripture, y'all come up here and help me. I-, I need all the kids come up here. All the kids, come on up here. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on up here. Come on up here. Come on up here. Come along. Come on, come on, come on. Even if you don't have the Bible verse memorized, come on up here anyway. Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, come on. Anybody in the balcony? Come. Yeah, they're coming in the balcony. All right, come on. Y'all doing all right? Okay, did we work on this a little bit? Come on down. Isn't this great? All right, come on down. Isn't that great? Okay, now, here's the thing. Come on, 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 come on. Our balcony crew, all right. Yes. All right. Now, we have been memorizing Scripture, and some of y'all have been memorizing Scripture as well. This past week, well, what's the Bible verse? Do y'all remember this past week? Yeah, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, okay? And so we're going to, I'm going to get behind y'all, and if y'all need help, I'll be right here, okay? Okay, and I'm going to help them. Y'all need to help them, maybe. Uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Y'all got it memorized? Y'all ready to say it out? All right. One, two, three. Be anxious. Oh, I'm sorry. Do not be, sorry, wrong version. Do not be anxious. Present your request to God and and the peace of God. Guide your hearts in in Christ Jesus. And your soul and your mind. Give me a high five. Did you get baptized last week? Yeah, give me another high five. Isn't that great? All right. So, church, here it is. Are y'all, let's say it again. And this is in the ESV or the NIV. I'm in the New King James Version, so I have to translate in my head while they're saying, y'all ready to do it again? Okay. Y'all ready to do it again? Are y'all ready? Are y'all, y'all look, all right. One, two, three. Do not be anxious about any prayer and petition. Press. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and in through Christ Jesus. Did you get all that? You are so cute. Did you draw me a picture today? Well, go draw me a picture. Make put hair on the top of my head. You're so sweet. Thank y'all. Let's thank the kids for helping us today. All right, y'all, head on back. Great job. Come back at 11 and help us again. Okay. Here we go. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Oh, and make sure that you don't leave your parents behind and go sit with them. Be sure and sit. Yeah, go around. There we go.
All right. So Philippians 4, 6, 7. Now, what's great about Philippians 4, 6, can I say it in New King James? Because it makes me feel better when I say it in New King James. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus or through Christ Jesus. So as we look at this passage, what's really great about this passage is not that it's just merely a good verse to memorize, although it's one of the first ones that I memorized uh, as a young person. Uh, The great thing about this passage is it helps us on our journey over the next several weeks when we talk about peace. Um, We're beginning a series today called Peace. And as we look at this uh, pursuit of peace, we often know what peace doesn't look like, sometimes more than we know what peace does look like. We know what peace doesn't look like. Y'all know the story of Chicken Little. How many of y'all know the story of Chicken Little? Chicken Little, uh, he was a little chicken. Chicken Little was a little chicken, and he lived in a little town. And uh, he was walking underneath an acorn, uh, an acorn tree, whatever a tree that uh, has acorns in it. Uh, oak tree. He was walking. Thank y'all. Y'all are really being uh, proactive today. Thank you very much. That's going to be. That's going to make the sermon a lot longer. Uh, no, it, it make it a lot shorter. Okay. So uh, walking under an oak tree when an acorn fell and landed on Chicken Little's head, and immediately Chicken Little assumed that what. The sky was falling. And so he said, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. He ran throughout the village, uh, sending up the, the flares of his despair. The sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And we know that, of course, it was just an acorn falling out of an oak tree. Uh, but the lack of peace in Chicken Little's life led him to assume the worst. We know that that is not a picture of peace. But the truth is, sometimes the sky is falling. And in our lives, metaphorically and figuratively, but, but sometimes the sky is falling. Sometimes, and I look around the room and I, I, I look at the faces of people who have experienced those chicken little moments. Not make-believe moments, but real-life pain, real-life heartache, real-life tragedy and loss. And you're walking a journey of difficulty. And in the midst of that chicken little moment, here's what peace looks like. It is a calm confidence that God is in control and still on his throne and he will take care of me. It is Daniel facing the lion's den. Not freaking out, but staying faith-filled. Peace Peace is walking through life in this way. And peace may be defined as a life that is healthy and whole. And that literally is the definition that I want us to walk through over these next several weeks. Uh, Peace is a life that is healthy and whole. And not, not absence of conflict, not the, not, not the absence of discomfort. We experience both discomfort and conflict, but peace is a life in the face of a falling sky, a life that is healthy and a life that is whole. And that's the promise that God gives us in, uh, in, in throughout Scripture. When we look at Scripture itself, we need to understand that the biblical 
view of peace is a life without any missing pieces. You think of it this way. I, I started doing a, a jigsaw puzzles on my phone. Have you all ever done that? They, they've got these apps. They've got an app for that. Uh, so in, instead, of, uh, instead of listening to conversations that are going on at staff meeting, I, I'm working a jigsaw puzzle. It's a joke. That's not true. It takes too much my battery life to do it in staff meetings. So, uh, but here I, I have uh, the, this app. It has, it has a, jigsaw pieces, a jigsaw puzzle, and you open it up, and you can choose how many pieces of that puzzle. Obviously, the more pieces of the puzzle, the harder the puzzle is to, to solve. Right? Even more distressing, despairing, crazy is going to the... Uh, to the store and getting a thousand piece puzzle and laying it out on your dining room table and then making it uh, a a family job of solving the jigsaw puzzle. We tried that once. (laughs) But with the definition of peace that we find in Scripture, peace is a million piece jigsaw puzzle without any missing parts perfectly pieced together as one whole and that's the kind of life that God desires for you and for me to have a life without any missing parts a life that is complete and full a life that is healthy and whole as we look at our passage today, Isaiah 26, and, and, and here as we're looking at Isaiah 26, specifically verses 3 and 4, we, I want us to hear in the background of our minds that memory verse, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Can I tell you a couple of things about this? Some of you say, well, I'm just wired differently. I'm I'm just wired to be more excitable. Do you think there's any more excitable a person in the room than I am? Yeah, we're wired to be excitable. Okay, that's fine. I'm just wired to see things from a negative viewpoint. Okay, that's fine. Look, peace is not a personality trait. Peace is a spiritual fruit grafted into our soul when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, brought out by the Holy Spirit of God in us. Peace is something the Holy Spirit does in us. It's not a personality trait. So stop Stop excusing lack of peace and blaming your personality. We are called to be more than just merely human. We are called and saved by God's grace through faith in Christ, indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God so that we might live supernaturally. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. Wholeness of life, fullness of life, healthy life. So let's take hold of this peace that God promises. Isaiah chapter 26. I want us to lean in to verses 3 and 4. 
The, the whole of Psalm 26 is a song that the children of Israel are singing in the face of falling skies. Literally, their skies are following, falling. The, the political machinations and oppression from foreign powers and, and, and uh, uh, famine and deprivation and, 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 and poverty have struck, have struck the, the children of Israel. They're in bad places. The sky is falling. And now they begin to sing. And in the middle of their song, I want you to hear this chorus. Oh God, you, 26, Isaiah 26, verse 3. God, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Verse 4. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. And your translation may say, For the Lord, truly Yah, is everlasting strength. Well, the term for strength there is the term rock. And I think that's a better translation of that word. For the Lord is an everlasting rock. As we look at these two verses, I want you to see a couple of things. First of all, the promise here is that God promises perfect peace for those who belong to him. God promises perfect peace to those who belong to him. If you belong to God, then this promise is yours. If you don't belong to God, then you're still chicken little running around like a chicken with his head cut off, without peace, without hope, without fullness, without joy. But if you belong to God through faith in Jesus Christ, he promises perfect peace to you and to me. Perfect peace. I, I want you to see in verse 3, you keep him in perfect peace. That Underline perfect peace because I want you to see what this is. Perfect peace is a repetition of the Hebrew term for shalom. It is literally shalom, shalom. God promises shalom, peace, which produces shalom, peace. It is a remedy for all the chaos and confusion and derailment and distress of life. It is a perfect remedy, peace, that brings about a perfect result, peace. The remedy is Jesus Christ. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, we hear the prophet Isaiah promising that there would come a day unto us a son is born unto us a child is given government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called prince of peace talking about jesus jesus is the prince who brings peace and he has come to become the peace between us and god peace between us and one another peace in the face of our circumstances Gives us a whole and full relationship with God, a whole and full relationship with one another, and a whole and full life in the face of circumstances swirling around us. Today, I want you to hear the promise. God promises perfect peace for those who belong to him. If you're here today and you have yet to embrace Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, then you have no hope for a life that is healthy and whole. Again, I don't want to make promises to you that God doesn't make, but if God makes a promise to you, I want to share it with you. That's my job. 
But God never promised a life that is healthy and whole to people who do not belong to him through faith in Jesus Christ. But if you belong to him, receiving Jesus as Savior and King, as the Prince of Peace in your life, then he, through his death on the cross, paved the way for us to have peace with God. Through his resurrection from the dead, paved the way for us to have peace with one another and peace in this life and peace for all eternity. You and I can have a life that is whole and healthy. Jesus Christ died and was raised from the dead to give that life to us. God promises peace. Here again, the memory verse, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. uh, Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Peace comes through Jesus. It is applied to our life by His Holy Spirit. And today, the opportunity is open for you. To walk the path of peace. How do you take hold of it? If you're a follower of Jesus, and let's just talk the rest of the time as if everyone in the room were a follower of Jesus. If you're not yet a follower of Jesus, if you haven't been transformed by God's grace through faith in Jesus, then I invite you, before this day ends, come find me, come find somebody next to you, say, how can I embrace Christ? How can I find this life of peace? I need this peace. I'm chicken little and I'm running around. Acorns are falling in my head and even the sky literally is falling. And I have no way to walk through this life with a a, a healthy attitude. I don't feel like my life is full or fulfilled. Why? Because you're living in this life without hope and without peace. Because you're living this life without God. But God has offered you Jesus, so today will you repent your sin, place your faith in Jesus, and be transformed by God's grace. Experience a new life, a new way of life, a life of peace. But if you are a follower of Jesus, what do we need to do? How do you take hold of the peace? The problem is some of us are looking for peace in the wrong places. There's this country song that came out several times years and years and years ago that, well, actually, there are two that come to mind. One is by Johnny Lee. It says, looking for love in all the wrong places, as as Johnny Lee. Well, the one I mentioned at 8 o'clock and probably, again, at 11 o'clock, since my wife is at Volvo today, I'll go ahead and mention this. It's uh, a song by Garth Brooks. I've got friends in low places where the whiskey flows and the beer chases my blues away and it'll be okay I'm not big on social graces guess I'll head on down to the that is so sad that y'all know that song it's so sad people are leaving But look, here's the thing. Garth Brooks sings about friends in low places where the beer chases the blues away and I'll be okay. But that's a lie. There's just no truth to it. 
Now, you might forget about your troubles and your chicken little anxieties might go away for that moment, but we need peace that is more than just a momentary serenity in the midst of a life of calamity. We need a perspective that shapes our life, that gives us hope and security in the face of a falling sky. So how do we get hold of that? Well, again, just looking at Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4, we discover a pathway for us to take hold of this promise as followers of Jesus. And the first is we need to fix our focus on God. There are two parts of verse 3 that I want us to uh, lean into. The first one is mind. Uh, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Let, uh, if I could just talk to you a little bit about mind there. It, it's more than just my brain. It is uh, the, the frame of my existence. It's, it's the purpose of my life. It's the, it's the thing that, 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 that becomes my ambition for the day. It's, it's what motivates me and, and what, what drives me. It's the fuel for the engine of my life. Okay, so that's mine. That's all that. Okay, uh, so uh, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is, and then the second part I want us to lean into is stayed on you. What is that stayed on you talking about? Well, stayed on you is, is, is this, this uh, a settled place in which our mind finds direction and purpose. So where the first is the ambition of my life, what, what, what drives me every day, the, 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 the thing that should drive us every day is that our mind is resting for, in God for direction and strength. Our, our whole being is settled on God. We wake up in the morning and we fix our focus on God. This is, throughout Scripture, described in different ways, being rooted and grounded in love that Christ gives us, the love of God. Having our faith established, it's it's setting our, our focus, our gaze upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. All of these are descriptive of what uh, this... Uh, what God's promising here. He's saying, if you will fix your focus on me, your ambition, your motivation, the, the, the reason you wake up, the reason you walk through the day, if you'll fix it on me, then I'll give you perfect peace. Do you see it? Now, how, do we, how do we fix our focus on God? Well, I, I, I almost hesitate to talk about this because we can fix our focus on anything we want to fix our focus on. I, I mean, some of you are focused on the news. Why? I don't know. But you are. You're focused on the news. You're quick to give uh, a rundown of what this person said or that person said. You're fixated on the news. Some of you are fixed on, uh, 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 on, on what's happening in March Madness in the basketball season and your brackets. Maybe you're fixed on that because you put money down on it. Not, I know we're Baptists, but some of y'all pretend sometimes that you're not. You put money down. I'm just kidding. You put money down on a bracket, and so you're fixed. I'm not kidding about that. I know some of you are doing it right now. You're, you're not listening to me. You're going to say, okay, what's the score? What's the score? What's the score? You're fixed on the brackets. Bracketology. 
You're, you're fixed. Your focus is fixed on all these. Maybe it's your, 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 your weekday, what you've got to do tomorrow. And I get that. I, I get focused on that too. Maybe, maybe it's your honey bear, your sugar dumpling, the love of your life, and you're just fixed on, on, on your love. And, and I get that, and I applaud that. I am too. But if we're going to have peace, my honey bear can't give me the peace that I need. And bracketology, winning or losing, is not going to give me peace that I need. And, and, and what I accomplish next week at work, guess what? There's a hundred other things that will have to be accomplished the next week at work. And it's not going to give me peace. Getting all the things of my life, roping all the wind that I can and putting it under my control, we think that will give us peace, but it won't. We're looking for peace in all the wrong places because our focus is out of whack. What, what God promises those who belong to him, if you will focus on me, then I'll give you a peace that has no missing parts that will give you a life that is whole. But we've got to fix our focus on him. Some of you all have noticed that there are times when I look at this piece of paper that's in front of me and, and, and I do it just like this and, and you think, oh, he's, he's referencing his notes. I'm really not. I'm just buying time between the words that I'm saying. I'm not. And the reason, the reason you can tell I'm not really referencing my notes is because I can't see those things. <laughs> if, however, I take out these little spectacle doodads and I put them on my eyeball, my nose like this, and I look through the lens of these magnifiers, then you know he's referencing his notes. Because it is only now that I can see what I've written. It is only as I look through the lens of these readers that the words come into focus. Can I give you a little clue about life and how to have a life of peace as promised by God? If you want to fix your focus, then you need to look at your life through the lens of God's Word. Then you begin to see how God, by His Spirit, is shaping your life. God's Word opens our eyes to see our life from God's point of view, to give us direction, to sustain us even when the sky is falling. We don't have to lose our minds. Because we are trusting in God. This is what we looked at a few weeks ago. Psalm 119, verse 105. Do you all remember memorizing that verse? Psalm 119, 105. Your word I have hidden in my heart. Oh, that's not it. Your word is a lamp to my... Sorry. That's a couple of weeks from now. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light in my path. He's saying, put on the lens of God's word and examine your life and your circumstances from what God says in his word. As his spirit opens your eyes to see the work of the living God in and through the falling skies, even though it may be painful, your life is sustained and whole. Because you see that God is working all things together for the good of those who love him, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Come on, go up. Look, you want to have a life of peace, you're not going to have it until you 
focus your life on God through the lens of His Word. Fix your focus on God. The second thing that we need to do to take hold of this promise of peace, God promises to give peace to those who belong to Him when we fix our focus on God and secondly, when we trust God above all else. If we're going to experience peace, then we must trust God more than even our eyes and ears would say. We've got to trust God above everything else, above our rationality, above our emotions, above what our friends say, above what our advisors say. We've got to trust God more than anything else. You look at verse 4, trust in the Lord forever. For in the Lord, Yah, the Lord, is everlasting rock. Trust. Trust means that I abandon myself into the hands of God. It means I abandon my emotions into his hands. I abandon my worries into his hands. I abandon all that I am into his hands. Trust in the Lord. It's what the wisdom writer wrote in Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll make straight your path. Trust in the Lord. I trust my wife. But here's the thing. As perfect as she is, she's not perfect. And there'll be days where... I haven't seen them yet, but there will be days, I'm sure, (laughs) where she'll let me down. I do it that way because that's harder to believe. If I were to reverse that, my wife trusts me. But there have been so many days that I've let her down. That's, That's not how we're supposed to trust God. See, we're supposed to trust God with all that we are because he is absolutely trustworthy. I went fishing this past week. I'm not ashamed of it either. This is a picture on the middle prong of the little river. See that little uh, thread of water there at the bottom of that rock? I caught a fish in that little water right there. In fact, for about five decades, I've been going to that same spot, and I've been fishing that same run on the middle prong of the Little River, and I've been sometimes catching, sometimes not catching, but I I have been to that spot probably hundreds upon hundreds of times. Can I tell you the water levels will change? There'll be logs that fall in the water that change the flow of the water. There'll there'll be be rising water, lowering water. All these things will change. But the one thing that has never changed in over 50 years is that rock. That rock has not moved, not shifted. It has not changed its shape. It hasn't shrunk. It hasn't gotten larger. It has been there. For millennia, that rock has carried the weight of the mountain on its back. When 
God says that he is the rock. He's not talking about this little pebble-looking thing. He's not talking, you can't, you can't build anything on that little rock. But sometimes that's how we view God. We view him as, as this little bitty thing. That's not, he is an everlasting rock. Like that rock in the Smoky Mountains, and, and, and I'm not going to get into rock structures too much, but in the Smoky Mountains you have these, these, these rocks that, that move like this and, and mounds and mounds and pounds and pounds and tons and tons of trees and dirt and stone are built upon the rock that establishes the base of the Smoky Mountains. Rock just like that. And for millennia, the weight of the mountain has been held up by that rock. And in the same way, God is the everlasting rock. And he can hold the weight of your world on his shoulders. The weight of your worry, the weight of your disappointment, the weight of your confusion, the weight of your doubt the weight of your uh, difficulties and despair and work and family and finance, he can hold it. And he'll hold it faithfully. He's not an inanimate object like a rock in a mountain. But he is God who is also the loving Father who compassionately sees your worries and your cares. And he is concerned about you and he longs to take hold of you in the midst of our chicken little moments where the sky is falling and cold us up to himself and hold us tightly in his embrace and say, I've got you. That's where we find a life that is whole and healthy. Why wouldn't you trust God with your life? He can handle it. This is the God who took the sin of the world. The heaviest weight of all eternity, the sin of the world, that thing that separated humanity from uh, her creator, the sin of the world, your sin and mine, all the crimes that you have ever done or will ever do, multiplied by millions upon millions, God sent Jesus to take the sin of the world upon his back. And he did. And he buried it in a tomb and he killed it forever. And he rose up victorious from the dead to give new life, a life of peace. A life that is whole and healthy to those who belong to him. Will you fix your focus on God? Will you trust him? If you will, the promise of God is perfect peace.